0: Hello everyone. This is the Audience Explorer, a podcast for you as a founder or creator who wants to develop an audience for your product or service. I'm Matthias Bohlen. Hello and good afternoon everyone. Matthias on the microphone again. Today, my guest is Marie Martens, t- co-founder of Tally from Ghent in Belgium. So nice to see you, Marie.
1: Thank you so much for having me,
0: Matthias. Awesome. Um, I'm so glad to have new, fairly new entrepreneurs like you. You're, you're already running this for a year or so, or so as far as I've understood.
1: Yeah, uh, Yeah, a bit more than a year now.
0: The reason why I like that is you are not too far ahead of us. And you can still explain how everything worked for you. I've talked to people who were 10 or more years in the business and they don't even remember how they got their first audience. So this is, this is good. This is really good. So first of all, to get a little bit into this, um, tell us a bit about yourself and your backstory. So what, what do you typically do with Tally?
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm Maria, I'm based, we're based in Belgium, uh, Kent. Um and I'm the co-founder of Tally. So we've built Tally with a team of two, uh, with Philip, who's my partner and the technical uh, brain behind Tally. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Tally, it's not it's not the first startup that we founded together. We've done something else, something completely different before. Um our first startup was called Hotspot. Um but because of COVID, you know, we had to had to pivot and ended up um building tally um I think somewhere in the summer last year, summer 2020. Summer last year,
0: okay. Um
1: and I have a background in marketing, so I used to be marketing manager at several companies in Belgium. The last one was a digital product studio. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Philip, my partner, has a background uh, yeah, in software engineering and has founded several startups before. Um, wow, so for this me, is so it was, terrific. Yeah, for me, it was quite new, the whole startup world. Um, but for him, it wasn't. Um, and yeah, we're now um, as I said, yeah, we launched Ali, um, a year ago. Um, uh, yeah, we launched our MVP after summer uh-huh. and we now have around, um, almost 15,000 users, um, and I would say in dollar, it will be 7k, uh, MRR. So that's oh, where that's, we are now. Yeah.
0: That's validation. 15k people who like your tool and 7k yeah, of crazy. revenue. That's crazy. That's amazing. <laughs> And it's a terrific combination, marketing and tech in in, in two for co-founders. That's a really good situation, I think.
1: Yeah, I think we're we're fortunate to have that. So we're we're, um, partners in life as well. So we just happen to have complementary skills. um, And I definitely think think that's a big plus for us because um, he spends all his time on designing and building the product. And I, um, yeah do marketing and everything else that that uh, that um, needs to happen uh, when you're a startup. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how like, solo founders do it. Um, but we definitely, uh, we definitely need uh, both of our, you know, full days to, um, to, to, to make sure that Sally runs and to be able to do you know, customer support and, and, and to grow the product.
0: Oh, wow. So you're all in. You don't have a side. Uh, it's not a side no. project anymore, but it's your main job, right?
1: It's our main job. Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: That I'm, I'm envious of your situation because I'm a solo founder. I have to do everything by myself and it's my side business. I, I have a day job that sometimes wow. takes away three days of the week or four even. Yeah, and that's uh, oh, yeah, I have to juggle a lot of balls and um...
1: yeah, I have a lot of respect for that because I don't know how, you know, where you get the, the energy and the time to, to combine everything. Yeah, um, I think having a having a side project is um, it's very time consuming and, and requires a lot of energy. But uh, yeah, you're doing a good job, I would say.
0: Nice. <laughs> Thank you um about tally um tell us a little about a bit about what what does tally do what what can people do with tally what is it
1: yeah. Um, So tally, it's a a bit of a new type of form builder, uh, form building tour. Um, Most of you will probably know Google Forms or Typeform, uh, the Mm -hmm. bigger uh, players out there. Um, What makes Tally different? Um, It's a very simple way to create a form. So we don't have a drag and drop form builder like most people, uh, most companies Ah. have. But it's basically a blank page where you can just start typing and you can use shortcuts and just um, insert um, input blocks and build your uh, survey from scratch it's a bit like um if you would know notion um, Uh, similar uh user interface uh, where you can just start typing and you know create your form um, like that um so that's that's one big uh, difference so i don't need
0: any uh um, skills with my mouse right no no design skills required
1: Indeed, indeed. And you don't need, actually don't need your mouse as well. You can just um, use your keyboard. um, That works. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a very easy and intuitive way of, Uh of building a form. Um, and besides that, we also offer, unlimited forms and responses for free, which is also a big difference um, or differentiator to um, if you compare us with other form builders. So we chose to keep it simple and make it mainly free, like 99% of our features are free. And besides that, we have um, Tally Pro, which is our uh, paid subscription. Ah, and that's more a aimed to... Model,
0: huh? right.
1: Yeah, indeed. Um, And Tally Pro is more aimed towards um, teams or more advanced form creators. So it has uh, features like custom domains, custom styles, um, team collaboration. unlimited file uploads, um, more uh, features, uh, pro features, uh, I would say. Yeah. Um, but actually, the free version has everything to get you up and running and, and to to create forms to collect payments um, to to customize your form uh, the way you like.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So if I am a startup entrepreneur, where, where money is scarce in the beginning, I can start right. with a free version and get yeah. my first few forms out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you can get, you know, unlimited amount of forms for free. So that's, mm-hmm. that's a bit of uh, the difference, um, uh, with Tally. And it's also one of the main reasons why we did it is because when we started Tally, we were, you know, bootstrappers also didn't right. have money for an expensive uh, form building tool. So we wanted to make it really accessible. Um, and of course we're a small team, so we need all the promotion that we can get and making it mostly free, uh, also helps us uh, with that.
0: Yeah, the entry level, the entry barrier is is really low. It's very low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't even need to create an account. You can just go to our website and create a form and try it out like that. Uh
0: And for what purposes? Just give me some examples of what would what would people do with those forms? What are they used for?
1: um all kinds of things um, i think if you would think of companies that would mainly be collecting feedback um, uh-huh. from your users for example um having um, a lead generation form or a contact form and um, that's ah. that's being used quite a lot uh, you can embed the forms on your website so any type of contact forms possible um selling products so we have an integration with stripe and you can um Yeah, add a payment form and basically sell any type of of product that you would like. Oh, interesting. Um, So that's possible. Um, Longer surveys or calculators where you, for example, create a tool to 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 um, market your product um, and you can use Tally to create actually personalized paths and make sure that if someone says answer a they jump to another page um, you can calculate scores all, all kinds of things uh, so for wow. quizzes for example okay. it's also handy so you can a bit of everything everything that that requires um, a form and input fields you can uh, you can make with tally
0: interesting and there's also no code required, right? I right. don't have to program anything.
1: No, so everything is no code. Um, if you, our Tally Pro subscription has some custom styling, so that requires a bit of, of code. Mm-hmm. But we're planning on, on changing that soon. So basically, no code required, uh, no coding skills required to uh, to set it all up.
0: Yeah. Interesting. And here in Europe, where everyone is crazy about uh, GDPR, um, how do you handle personal data, for example? Is that a problem? It's just um,
1: Um, management. It's not not really. Yeah, You just need to make sure that you manage everything right and follow the the GDPR rules. Um, Of course, we're still small and our customers are still small as well. So what we notice is that um in the beginning our users are mostly indie hackers and yeah. makers and um, people that are not really worried about these types of things um as we grow we now mostly work with startups But when we get questions from bigger corporates, um, people that would require to sign like a DPA and and stuff like
2: that,
1: um, that takes a lot more time from us as well. So it's something we're working on now. And we're not sure yet if if we have the capacity to like Mm -hmm. manage all of that uh, and work with with, uh, bigger corporates. It's not as long as we are a small team, but of course, you know, all data is encrypted. um, It's hosted in Europe. Um, We make sure that, you know, we comply with all the All the rules. All the Um, rules. Yeah. But I guess yeah, when you grow bigger, of course, there's um, there's just more uh, administration and more Mm -hmm. more um, legal requirements from companies. So that's something where we will have to uh, yeah grow in as well.
0: Yeah. So at the moment, a a good privacy policy and and good technical measures to protect everything. I think Uh, that's sufficient for the moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah that's sufficient and that that's the basis of course we are in the data business so yeah uh, security is very important um, but yeah it's as i said we're a small team so we don't have like our uh, legal member of the yeah. team yet so that's something that that, that we'll all uh, i think uh, yeah will need to be added in the future
2: yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, so get the, uh, let's get to the main um, topic of this podcast series, which is all about working with audiences. When entrepreneurs start out, they are very enthusiastic about product building and they say, yeah, I want to help people with this or that product or this service or that service. And I think it, it everything uh, um, stands and falls, at, at, as we say in German, um, uh, comes with your audience, right? Do you have an audience? Do you have no audience? All these questions. And how do I get my first audience? And I always uh, um, interviewing people on this podcast, asking them the same question. How did you meet your first kind of users or prospects? Or what was it? How, how did you get your, your little child into the public?
1: Yeah, good question. It's one that we get asked often. Uh Um, We started really simple. So our MVP was very basic, you could Uh create a form, but you could not save it or publish it yet. So it was basically just an interface where you could, you know, type and experience the product a bit. Uh Um, And we actually started just with friends and family. Uh, Oh, yes. Uh um, Like, like I said, very basic in the beginning. Um, of course, we have quite some friends that work in, in technology. So we have some 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 friend groups that could provide us with feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we um, actually started with more called outreach, because we didn't really have, you know, a network in the no code space, uh, where, where we were new or in the startup mm. scene. Um, so we went online and looked for people that could be interested in our product.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, how did we do that specifically, when we just started out, I was checking product Hunt uh, a lot, mm-hmm. um, looking for like similar products, um, like tally or products in the no code space. Mm-hmm. And I would see who would upvote those products and who would give comments. Um, and then I would basically look up those people um, mainly on Twitter and send them a DM. Um, and ah, interesting. We're building this new tool um, and I saw your profile on product hunt I thought you might be interested like would you like to give us uh, would you like to try it out and give us your feedback? that's basically how we started um, and we did that in high volumes well as high as, as one person yeah. can do so we did send I think, hundreds to probably thousand dms to people wow. um, so i was just doing that all day um, because yeah you know in the beginning it, philip was working on building the product so that was my way of getting to, to know people getting feedback mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. getting to know the space a bit
2: um, um let me just interrupt
0: yeah. you for a question did you, how did that scale? Did you spend day and night uh, do, writing those DMs or did you have a tool for that?
1: It was not <laughs> scalable at all. So it was, <laughs> okay. it, was it, it did not, it, it just did not scale.
0: Okay, So you did so it by hand. It was
1: a, I did it by hand, um, okay. manually. Yeah, I, sometimes I would just, um, you know, just try to get lists of people who have uploaded products on Product Hunt. Mm-hmm. You, you can do that and just drop it in Excel and just look for their, um, yeah, their, their, their Twitter contact details, yeah. Mm-hmm. Twitter handle or, or email address, if I could find it. And um, yeah, of course, the message was quite similar and it was not like a unique message that we would send to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's how it went. So very manual, not scalable at all. Um, but it did give us um, our first users. Um, mm-hmm. And I think through that, we also ended up in some um, communities like the no code France community was Mm. a big one. And we talked to a couple of people who had just calls with us and were just really happy to give feedback um, and and to say what they are looking for in a form builder, um, which was, of course, great for us, great feedback for us, very valuable. And I guess through doing that, we just kind of started growing our reach a little bit, getting our first users. Um, And we did that for a couple of months. Um, And at the same time, we also started documenting our journey and building in public. Um, Ah,
0: interesting. Yeah, I'm also doing that,
1: yeah. Yeah, and it was mainly just, writing about you know what was happening if we had a small milestone or reach something new or if we had a new product update we would use all of that to just share on on twitter on indiehackers.com as well mm-hmm. on reddit um that's really how we started so it was a mix of this in the first months um we were also just looking on um I think mostly the same channels um, to people that are looking for a form builder or asking questions about form builders. And then we would make sure that we were there to say, like, hey, we're building this new thing Um, Ah. if you want to try it out, um, you know, just go to Tally and and let us know what you think. Um, So really like yeah, hustling, I would say, trying to reach as many people, talk to as many people, but in a a very manual like, uh, yeah, definitely not a scalable way like you um, yeah that's
0: totally okay for the first time it's it's even better because you get direct feedback you can adjust on the way you don't send a million messages about to 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 people people where you don't know how they react so it's, it's very good for learning in the beginning
1: yeah 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 and i think it's also difficult to scale that you know because you don't really know what you're starting with um yeah. so it would be difficult to and also just the time to automate these things and would probably um yeah would just just taken a lot of time and now we were just you know doing the groundwork and
0: yeah, yeah.
1: doing it in the manual way yeah
0: interesting i especially like the the bi-directional apo- approach uh, you you went out cold outreaching to people and saying uh would you be interested do you want to give us feedback and also the other way around you looked for people who were already asking questions about form builders so yeah. this is a bi-directional thing that's yeah i like that
1: yeah definitely because those people are you know they're looking for something uh, yeah. that you are building so they, they are definitely interested when you send it over to them um and of course on twitter you have you know millions of conversations about every type of product so it's, yeah. it's quite easy to just plug your product um, in there um of course in the beginning it's it's difficult to get noticed um, yes. but i think you only need a few people to to pick it up and start using it and those eventually also became our biggest promoters you know the people that were there from the start oh,
2: wow.
0: um,
1: yeah so that's 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 really nice to see. We have some users that were there from like week two or three um, and that now are in our Slack channel and you know that they're, they're just promoting us as well, which is which is a, a great way to to grow as well.
0: Wow. And the people on Twitter, how to how did you find them? How, uh, what what was your search algorithm, so to say? <laughs>
1: um, I think we like the, the the starting source was more product hands And then I uh-huh. would go on Twitter to to just send them a message. But um, yeah, like you really go from um, sometimes you find a list of uh, founders or bootstrappers or, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, I think m- mainly startup founders or um, people that are interested in no code, for example, mm-hmm. and then you know, you have a list of, I would say, 30 people and then it very easily uh, spreads out to, to, to a lot more because ah, they also follow people. And um, yeah, that's how I, we never had a problem with finding more people to reach yeah. out to. Um, but based on, I would say, yeah, interests or um, whatever is in their bio on Twitter um, or lists that people were a part of. Um, yeah, that was the main way to, to find them.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I got so many questions in my head. I have to think about <laughs> what to ask next. <laughs> it's it's amazing. So yeah, let me, let me check this. You, you went to product hunt on product hunt. There are people who make products. Okay. So this is not pretty natural fit. I think there yeah. are many startup founders and entrepreneurs, uh, um, playing around there. Yeah. So then you reached the, out to them, let's say 30 and. Um, you met more because they follow someone, someone follows them. So you see their their circle, right?
1: Yeah, you start to see circles and also a lot of people follow the same people um, or follow the same type of products. Um, So it's quite easy to just make a big spider web um, out of that.
0: Ah and what happened when when feedback came in can me can you walk me through a scenario through, through an example when you got feedback and and you did something with it
2: um
1: it it happens all the time you know so yeah, we so. we especially now we get um dozens of emails and and questions on slack per day um uh-huh. with just people that um, have a request can be can be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do is we made a public roadmap, um, mm-hmm. which made it also a bit easier to share our progress. Uh, we also have a public change log, so every time that we um, launch something new, we we document it on there. Mm-hmm. And on the roadmap, people can also see okay what's next. And uh, basically, we have an internal um, process, which is a simple notion. Um, Table for us mm-hmm. right now, where we just kind of keep score of all the requests that come in, um, and that helps us to prioritize and to decide what we will work on next. Um, but we do um, we answer everyone, or we try to answer everybody that sends mm-hmm. something to us, and then we just say like, okay, um, maybe it's already possible, but the person didn't find it in the tool. Um, maybe it's something that we already plan to do, so then we say that maybe it's something new that we haven't thought of. And then we, we just, um, yeah, try to, uh, you know, we add it to our to do list and, and try to plan it uh,
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: somewhere in the future. So we make sure that we always g- give that feedback. Um, and when we then eventually launch a new feature, we always go and check who asked for this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we can also just send them like a personal email or um, a Slack message and just say like, hey, Remember, you asked for this, it might be a couple of months ago, but we, we finally released it and they can try it out. Oh, that's
2: interesting. So that's, interesting. Bit, so you're, that's how you're, the
1: process works. Yeah.
0: You still know who asked for it. You have some kind well, of n- little note or link back to them.
1: Yeah, we have um, you know labels in our inbox, but also um, a lot of the feedback comes through uh, we also use tally of course to collect yeah, feedback right. so we have that in our product on our blog post in our help center uh-huh. so a lot of the requests come in through our uh, forms so in our tally dashboard we just we see who has asked what yeah. so then it's quite easy to um, yeah to just uh, reach out to them again and to know uh, who has has requested which feature
2: yeah
0: mm. This is good. This gives people confidence that they um, that that it doesn't get lost what they ask for. Right. Sometimes you ask a big company, for example, please do this or that. And sometimes they ignore and you don't get an answer. (laughs) No.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's the big that's the big thing. Right. Like we want to give a really good customer support. And Mm. I think the people that use Tally also know that when they ask something, you know, we will not always be able to do it uh, immediately. Um, but that we have heard their request and that we've captured it, and that we will also do something with it. Or yeah. if we don't do anything with it, then we will also tell them, you know, that it's just not something that fits into our roadmap uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. in the in the near future, because that's also possible, of course. Um, but just the idea that there is, you know, there's two people behind the product. Uh, yeah. If you send an email to hello at that you know it's us reading it and and replying and i think that's that's what a lot of people really value um about our product
0: uh-huh. they, they value this small team this commitment uh, that you have yeah. and, and the the care that you take and yeah
1: yeah and of course it becomes more difficult as you grow bigger because now we have you know almost fifteen thousand users so it's difficult to um answer everyone on yes. the same day uh so that's something we're working on um but yeah it, it's it's i think it's something that we will always try to do um because it's just like the core of of who we are in our product um and and it's 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 one of our you know values and i think strong stronger points is that we we always focus on on the customer value.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. When you think back to the early days, uh, let's say friends and family um, was the first circle and then you went out and met your first people. Um, yeah. Did you have conversations with them or, um, or was it just email back and forth? Uh, what, what was it in the beginning?
1: it was a bit of everything. Some people um, just say like, Hey, looks cool. And you know, that's all you you get. Uh, A lot of times you don't get a reply, of course. Um, But some people were very, very uh, engaged and really send us like videos with reviews of the tool and what they would do differently. So like we, we, we had that quite a lot, but I think that's also a bit the nature of especially the no-code community mm-hmm. is that people are very helpful um, and also like bootstrappers, indie hackers, you know, it's it's a quite tight-knit community, I feel yes. like. And and people really take the time to help you out. So that has, has helped us a lot. Um, it, it was not that difficult to get feedback because we were we're getting a lot of feedback and yeah. it's sometimes hard to to process everything and and also to you know to um to kind of stick to your plan as well because you want to take in all the feedback that you get
2: yeah. but yeah.
1: you also need to kind of have a vision of where are we going and what, what which features fit um and which maybe don't um but the the, the feedback has always been quite aligned and it, it it just really helps us to to decide what we're working on next
0: mm-hmm. and and the dialogue with with those people i'm very much interested into the conversational um, situation that you had yeah um, was it when you reach out to them it's on twitter it's a dm and then yeah. then what happened after the dm
1: it would um most of the times it would just stay a dm you would just go back and forward okay. um, and talk in there um, sometimes we would hop on a call, but it doesn't happen that often. um, Mm -hmm. Because then of course, you also kind of, you know, claim time in someone's calendar. So it's not something that we were pushing for. Uh Um, So we would get most feedback yeah through dms or emails um or on slack because we started our own slack channel quite early and the people that are very you know that were really into the product and and very engaged they would join the slack channel and that was just a more direct way of of talking or or chatting yeah so that that's that's easier to get like um Real-time feedback, I would say, Uh but most of the times the conversations would just, you know, happen online via DM, email, or or Slack messages. Um, Some were short, some were long. um, I would say, you know, a a bit of everything. Uh Um, But most of the times, you know, there's just a big difference between people who think it's cool and they have maybe one or two suggestions, and then you have people that really like. Thoroughly uh, test the product, and then they will have a lot of advice, and that's 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 great for us because they just, you know, do it because they like what you're building and yeah. they want to contribute. Yeah,
0: that's also an interesting point for me. Recently, I had a young entrepreneur. She's from America. Uh, she's called Nesha Motuku. She's building a a service for personal budgeting. Uh, okay. Right, so you have an app on your phone. You say, "Oh, this is how much how much money I have, and how much I want to spend, uh, save, or invest." And yeah. then it's interesting. You go out into Starbucks, and this thingy says to you, "Hey, you can spend uh, $15 here maximum." Or you go okay. to Gucci, and it says, "Hey, you're in a luxury store. Uh, make sure that you don't overspend." Things like <laughs> that, right? and um she was talking about um, having contact to her audience in in very informal um, conversations like at a baby shower for example or at the coffee store or whatever yeah. it was um so i was quite pretty amazed at that because i'm also this online guy who t- who's talking online with GMs and emails and slack and everything yeah, and yeah, yeah. and she was totally with with one on one on people with people that's amazing in the real world yeah, yeah. And-
1: I think for us also because we also launched during lockdown. Um, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah, we were just inside ourselves all the okay. time. Um, <laughs> but I think for a product like Tali, yeah, I think for us it would be more difficult to reach those people in real life um, yes. than um, than with a different type of product. So for us, it, it is mainly, um, yeah, mainly online that everything
0: happens. Yeah. I think the nature of the product is also influencing the nature of the people who use it. For example, form uh, um, lovers, uh, so to say, they are online, right? They they are building forms for the online world. So they are they are online. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, everyone can like almost every business needs a form at one point. Like yesterday I was in our pharmacy and they I know, I know them quite well. And they were like, Oh, what are you working on now? And then, you know, you also try to explain like, okay, you know, you you have a web shop in the pharmacy. And if you would want to have a contact form, or maybe you want to collect feedback, or you want to sell something that's like the tool you could use to do that.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: then, um, yeah, then then people understand and they're not, you know, like from a digital uh, background. Um, But yeah, of course, for us, most of our interactions. or uh,
2: yeah happen online mm-hmm.
0: and afterwards you said let me let me check if i remember correctly uh you said you got the feedback you put it somewhere in notion for example or uh, today in tally since tally exists um yeah. and you go through this uh into a more a kind of uh, you you give it to to building for example you build something for it if if people ask for features and then you notify them back
1: yeah, yeah, we, we we just have a, uh, you know, huge backlog of things that has been requested or ideas yeah. that we've had. And we kind of just add votes to them. Um, and when we need to decide what to work on next, we just check it again. And yeah. then we, the, it, this combined with like our general feeling of what should we be working on um, or what has been requested the most. And then we, we decide to build that. Um, and then we, yeah, indeed also try to reach out back to the people that, that have mm-hmm. requested the features just to let them know that it's available. Yeah.
0: Hmm. And if, if a new entrepreneur would come to you and say, Hey, I want to go out with product X, what, what would you recommend? What worked particularly well and what doesn't didn't work so well? So what, what should they do? What would you recommend?
1: If it's like about growing their audience, um, I would say for us, because we talked about how we got our first users, but I yeah. think the, the the what was most instrumental for us in, in gaining more visibility was our product hunt launch. Ah, okay.
2: um,
1: and that's something we only did after I would say, um, four or, or even six months after we, mm-hmm. we started sharing our MVP we did that also on purpose, because we wanted to have already a small user base before mm. we launched, because those people could then also support us during the launch. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So we, we, we deliberately waited a bit with launching on product Hunt. Um And then when we did, I think it was in uh, March. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we, yeah, we, I mean, it was a very exciting day and we got a lot of upvotes, a lot of new users. I think we doubled our user base, like in one month. Uh, Of course it was still quite small then, but yeah, um, yeah, that's not something that happens every day. Um, So for us product hunt, I think also for our type of tool, it was also Mm -hmm. mainly free, um, no code tool that it was, you know, it attracted a a lot of people and it gave us a lot of visibility. And I think until now, it's still one of our um, bigger lead sources. Um, There's people that come from product hunt and that are looking for a a form building tool. So that's one that I would, I would, if you're in a similar space, I would definitely recommend to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But also just to prepare well, um, and to make sure that you already have some users that can back you up and, and support you that day mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. that you have a good, you know, messaging and story to tell uh, when you launch. Um, and so that definitely helped us uh, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, besides that, yeah, Tally is um, mainly free. So all the free users, they have a Powered by Tally uh, batch on their forms.
0: Ah, I see. Okay.
1: And of course the more people use tally the more forms that are being created all those forms are being sent to yeah, respondents or people that fill them out um, so all those people see our brand as well when they submitted tally form Oh!
2: Um, wow.
1: and that has definitely been one of the, the yeah the biggest pushes in our growth now um, because of course our user base is growing more and more people are, are uh, distributing teleforms and, and uh, helping us actually to reach new people. Um, so that's definitely a, yeah, a very important one for us.
0: And what uh, what makes people pay at the end? When, when do people switch from the free plan to the paid plan? What makes them yeah. do that?
1: Um, also, a combination of things. Um, the team collaboration is a big one because mm-hmm. you can, um, you know, invite colleagues and work together on forms. And um, basically, if you work in a team uh, or in a mm-hmm. company, that's something you would need.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's a big trigger. And then um, I would say we have custom domains, so you can use your own domain name to host your form. Yeah. That's also a quite popular uh, feature um, Uh just because it also looks more professional. Um, And it's also a feature that gives us a bit of a more long lasting relationship with our customers because it's not something that you change every day. Um, Yeah,
0: that's right. Improves the stickiness of the product. Yeah,
1: right, right. Um, And then I think on the third place, it would be yeah the removing of our branding so if Mm -hmm. you are a paid customer you don't see tally on your form and you can fully customize it which Mm -hmm. is of course important for um you know if you work for a company or if you just wanted to really fit your brand and not have anything else on it um so i think that's yeah those are some of the of the triggers that um, make people pay for
0: the product interesting it's it's always amazing when I when I get to this point in the podcast, I uh, with everyone I, I talk to, I think, hey, this looks easy, right? This looks so simple and logical and one step after the other. And, and yeah. I really know that it, it isn't or it wasn't. And in hindsight, everything looks so connected. And yes, yeah, of course, it had to happen. Yeah, but it's not like yeah. that, right?
1: No, <laughs> it, not at all. and. I I I, exp- I have the same feeling sometimes when I do th- tell the story I'm like oh it all yeah. sounds so logical, but while you're doing it it's not uh, not everything is that calculated um, yeah. like when we started looking for doing cold outreach to people on product. And I was also thinking, like, what what am I doing? You know, (laughs) scale. no one will reply. Um, But it's it's one step at a time. And there's also, of course, a lot of weeks where things go wrong. Yeah, you don't grow. Um, You know, you feel like everything you're doing doesn't really have an impact. Um, But then there's other weeks where everything seems to, you know, the yeah, just clicks the, yeah, and clicks. And <laughs> yeah. then, and then you're, you're motivated again. And you know, we have new users coming in or new people who pay for your product. And then you get, you know, you get enough energy again for the next, uh, maybe, um, you know, worse stretch. So it is it's definitely a roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Entrepreneurship is is an up and down thing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I just think for us, what helps is just, you need to have some patience But uh-huh. in order to have patience, you also need to, you know, be able to give yourself the time to work on the product. And, uh-huh. and for a lot of startups, that's also connected to money. Of course, you need to, yeah, you need to, have takes, runway. yeah. you need to have runway. Yeah, to have runway. So that I think that's quite important. Um, we, we, you know, we're not like, young graduates were in our early mm-hmm. 30s we have worked like uh, let's say 10 years before we did it and and um, you know had saved up some money as well so we could give ourselves the time to do this um which helps That's important yeah that's i, important. I do think that's important um and then also there's just a lot of boring manual jobs that just need to happen every day yeah um, of course and you just need to be patient and repeat them and keep on doing them and then then i do believe that you know things will will work out in the end but it definitely takes time awesome Um, yeah
0: awesome you look you look like someone who has that page patience and you even seem to enjoy working on your journey right you look you look like um
1: you know definitely because now i think now we're still a very young company um, but we feel like things are moving in the right direction and i think the moment that people started paying for our product even though you know compared to other players we're still very small it just gives you that validation and the the energy to 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 continue um and And the confidence
0: yeah
1: and the confidence as well yeah um but we've been doing it now a bit more than a year um, so if you would have talked to me like a year ago, it would have been a very different story. <laughs> um, so I guess it. It. I hope this will, you know, grow every year, and that will give us more confidence and and energy to, uh, yeah, to keep on working on on the product.
0: Amazing. What do you think um, in in one year or so? What what will have happened in the meantime? How, what will it look like one year from now?
1: Um. Well, our goal is to, you know, become ramen profitable and to be able uh-huh. to, um, yeah, pay for our bills and yeah. and, and our family. And so we're with, um, we have uh, one little daughter, so we're a family of three.
2: Amazing.
1: Um, so if we could do that, if we could just live from. Mm-hmm. Um, from doing what we love actually uh, that that would already be great so that's I think our first like next big milestone next milestone um and we we hope to achieve that somewhere next year
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so I think that will be a very important one for us and then for me it's really difficult to like look ahead for yeah multiple years because you know, we, we also we don't have no clue of what's going to happen. We know what we want to do and we know we want to build a simple and powerful form builder. We want to want to grow like we're doing now. And we, we want to stay bootstrapped as well. So uh-huh. we're not planning uh-huh. on on, um, on raising money. Um, so we know things will go a little, more, little bit more slowly um but you know if we can manage to uh get to our next milestone while uh, having the freedom to
2: yeah,
0: work yeah. where and
1: when we want that's a, that's the big dream um for now yeah
0: interesting thank you so much marie for for coming and it, it was welcome. such a great conversation with you thank you so much
1: it was really nice talking to you as well
0: Thanks for listening to the Audience Explorer podcast today. You can find me on Twitter at GetTheAudience and you can check out the blog at GetTheAudience.com. If you have any questions about this episode, reach out to me on Twitter or send an email to Matthias at GetTheAudience.com. If you want to support this podcast, please leave a rating in your favorite podcast player app. This will help other founders or creators to find this podcast about developing an audience for their product or service. Thank you very much for listening and see you in the next episode. Bye-bye.